Welcome to Metal Minutes by Cornerstone Building Brands, a podcast series where we talk about hot topics in the metal construction industry. Welcome to the season two premiere of Metal Minutes. I'm your host, Lexi, and in our last episode, we discussed the all-time high steel prices and the factors that led to the extreme price volatility. Since then, quite a lot has happened in our industry, so we're kicking off season two with a series we're calling Lessons Learned from COVID-19. We will discuss how COVID affected some of the key elements of our business and how it changed how we operate moving forward. Today, we are talking about pricing strategies with John Lucas, the Strategic Pricing Manager here at Cornerstone Building Brands. Hi, John. Hi, how are you? Doing well. So, John, before we get started with our topic today, can you give a quick recap of the factors that led to the all-time high steel prices back in 2021 and how it affected our industry? Sure, yeah. You know, the the biggest effect that COVID-19 had was it basically put us into a period of hyper-cost inflation. It created kind of a perfect storm between supply and demand. The You know, the four largest um, consumers of steel are, are the construction industry, automotive, appliances, and oil and gas, and all four of them increased pretty drastically during COVID. You know, construction increased because as people started remodeling their homes and, and offices started uh, getting getting reconfigured. Um, automotive was interesting because right when COVID broke out, automotive production stopped, and then we all forecasted that it wouldn't pick up again for another six to eight months. But it actually rebounded very quickly in about a month or two. And then all that demand that was not forecasted, you know, ended up being very strong, you know, in the automotive industry. Appliances kind of goes along with um, new construction. Um, and as people started working from home, they started upgrading their appliances, refrigerators, dishwashers, that kind of thing. And then oil and gas just steadily increased pretty much throughout the whole COVID period. So over that period, you had very strong demand and then on the supply side, supply was very constricted because the mills and the and you know the producers of uh, and fabricators of steel had the same issues that everybody else had. They had you know labor shortages, people not able to work, people taking early retirement, difficulty transferring materials between plants. So demand shot up and supply went down. We had had a perfect storm, so we had a period of hyperinflation. That makes sense. So I think. A lot of times when, when something like that happens, I think the main question is, with these increased costs, who should be taking these hits? Who should be absorbing these price increases? And in our recent white paper, we talk about downstream pricing strategies. Can you explain what that is? Sure. Yeah. You know, every company in the supply chain needs to maintain financial health when costs increase as drastically as they increase. You know, it doesn't do us any good if our customers or our vendors are dealing with squeezed margins and cash flow issues because that's when you get into having to allocate inventory and having shortages and extended lead times and all kinds of other problems so what has to happen is when the costs increase we've got to be able to pass along enough of that cost increase to maintain our financial health and sometimes that means by the time it gets to the end user that that cost will be just too high for that company to buy that building at that time it might break the budget and that's unfortunate. We all want the sale, but the alternative is to end up with a with a bad situation where we have, you know, ourselves and our and our business partners in in financial turmoil, and that's bad for our customers in the long term. So we just need to be able to, um, you know, pass along enough costs so that we can maintain strong financial health throughout the whole supply chain. Okay, so we want everyone to win along along the supply chain. 
Correct. So we have been talking a lot about the steel prices, um, but I think a lot of other things go into the in inflation and, and the costs that are that are going into the, the production of our material and the production of our buildings. Can you talk a little bit more about, you know, the, the bigger picture? What else impacts the, the costs that consumers are seeing? Sure. Um, some of the other elements of the cost are things like aluminum and zinc, which all which both skyrocketed to record highs and they still remain very high. Um, and, and, and the aluminum and zinc is used as the galvanizing and, and the, the galvalume that is the coating that protects the steel. Um, paint costs, you know, those skyrocketed, uh, still very high. And then labor, you know, the labor shortage kind of affects everybody. So from so all of our raw materials um, and our own our own labor supply, particularly on the higher end skilled labor. Um, when you think about, you know, welders were in short supply before COVID even came around, you know, and so the, uh, you know, the, the effects of COVID-19 just ex exacerbated that shortage. And then the other challenging cost is is freight and logistics. Um, you know, that's that's been a volatile industry forever and it's going to remain volatile. And um, for a period of time, it shot up. It's come down a little bit now, um, but, you know, we all know where fuel costs are. So <laughs> it's going, you know, on its way back up back up again uh, significantly. So in addition to the steel, you've got materials and labor and logistics and and, and uh, several things that are just kind of adding to the, to the cost basis. Okay. So, I mean, I guess looking back, we know a lot more now than we did two years ago, but I think um, if, if we could tell ourselves anything back then, it would be to expect the unexpected. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, um, you know, looking ahead in our industry is just going to be always been part of our part of our world. But what we really one thing that, that we really learned is there are factors on the supply side and demand side that are very sensitive and that can move very fast. And it only takes a few of those to kind of move in the same direction at one time for for it to really move the really move the needle on the cost. We've seen things like mill shutdowns. That kind of coincidentally might, you know, um, happen at the same time as a weather event. Those kind of things. If, you, if, if two factors on either the supply or the demand side happen to hit at once, then costs can have a, there can be a serious impact up or down. So, you know, it takes a lot less than a global pandemic or a war in Ukraine or something like that to get. 20 or 30 percent cost volatility in our materials. That's just the world we live in. So what we all need to do is just kind of, um, like you said, expect the unexpected um, and use use database forecasting as best we can and try to forecast where costs are going to go as, as, as best we can and, and manage that uh, the volatility. Right. No, no one could have predicted what was coming for us back in 2020. But, you know, now that we're standing here two years later, what would be um, a piece of advice for our own business or maybe for our customers and how to manage that cost volatility in a in a post-COVID world? Yeah, you know, I think I think it does good for all of us to really understand the supply and demand dynamics that affect our costs. You know, that's one thing we work pretty hard at at Cornerstone is to be able to understand, even in, in periods of, you know, cost increase, decrease, or stability, kind of understand the factors that are driving the cost to where it is. So, you know, the goal is that we can then educate our salespeople about what's really happening in the markets that affect our costs. And then they can have productive conversations with the customers to explain 
where costs are likely to go and help them forecast and help them manage that volatility. Um, we also like, you know, we want to be able to answer questions and have discussions about it. I think, you know, prior to COVID, maybe we could have gotten away with a little bit more of a just a high end view of where costs are. But, you know, what, what we like to do is kind of understand it on a, on a constant basis and have our sales team really, you know, ready and equipped to have productive conversations with our customers so that they can manage the kind of volatility that we are going to face, you know, in the future. So a lot of communication. Right. That makes sense. I think communication is is the key to a lot of things, especially whenever you're talking about something so sensitive like cost and price. Well, it's communication, but it's also kind of a depth of analysis. I mean, we really want to be able to understand what's going on in the international markets, what's going on with the raw materials that affect steel production, um, where the mills, what the mills situation is in terms of their capacity and the challenges that they might be facing or and their production levels and lead times. I mean, looking at all these kind of things, uh, maybe in a little bit more detail than we had in the past, that just helps us all kind of understand the big picture and, and make more, you know, more informed decisions about what our inventory levels are going to be, our purchasing behavior, and, 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 and you know, help manage that volatility. Yeah, that makes sense. So looking back uh, in, in the rearview mirror, how has the past two years impacted the construction industry as a whole and, you know, the changes that we all may need to make moving forward. You know, one thing when I, when I talk to friends and, and colleagues who are, who are in the industry, um, you hear a lot about, you know, some, some difficult and challenging conversations that companies have, have had to have with their customers or their vendors around the terms of sale and around their contracts and agreements, because the hyperinflation put us in a situation that we had to kind of use some of the stipulations in the contracts that we norm wouldn't normally do, that we would normally use. And because we don't pay attention to those type of stipulations very often, there was a lot of misunderstanding. I mean, some companies had salespeople where they didn't understand their own policies too well, and then that makes it obviously difficult to explain it to a customer. People didn't understand, you know, sometimes the wording wasn't always clear. So, you know, I think one thing, one thing that kind of well learned in our industry is, you know, the time to update your terms and conditions of sale and make sure that all the wording is right and everybody understands it. The time to do that is is not after costs start spiking. It's during the time of, of cost stability. So I think it's one thing we learned. We all got to have our have a real clear understanding of, of all of our supply agreements and um, we need to be able to articulate it to our customers and our vendors and speak intelligently about it. And we want to clear that up before we start hitting the unusual times, which end up in large cost increases, which, you know, is likely to happen again at some point. Okay. I think that's a great piece of advice. Um, well, this has been really good, John. I know that we just kind of scratched the surface when it comes to uh, the past two years and then, you know, what our plan is moving forward. But this has been really good uh, from a high level perspective. Is there anything else that you want our listeners to know in regards to our new pricing reality? Well, you know, I'd just say that I was very impressed by the resilience that the industry shown um, during this period of hyperinflation. Hyperinflation has taken companies under, it's taken industries under, or actually entire economies, you know, have, have collapsed because of inflation. But, you know, in, in our case, this industry performed relatively well. I mean, a lot of companies maintained their financial health, did things that they never had to do before. People had to find creative solutions. And I think, I think you know, in general, we all made, you know, some very data-based logical decisions and really managed through a very, very challenging time. So I feel like, you know, it's a resilient industry and, and if we could handle this, we could handle a lot. So it's an impressive reflection of the people that we have in our industry and that we work. So I'm just happy to be a part of it. 
Yeah, 100%. Well, John, thank you so much for joining me today and for sharing your wealth of knowledge on pricing strategies and what we've learned from the impacts of COVID-19. Excellent. Thank you. Stay tuned for part two in our Lessons Learned from COVID-19 series, where we will discuss HR and safety regulations. Hey, fellow metalheads. Thanks for listening to our episode. For more information, visit the blog section on our website or visit our podcast page for similar topics. Want to become a Metal Insider? Sign up for our newsletter for exclusive industry news and updates.